Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. It is another edition of Phillies Today. I'm your host, James Seltzer. It is Monday, July the 11th. We come off to you after a, a solid weekend of Phillies baseball. The Phillies take two of three against the Cardinals. Still the fourth game of the series tonight. So a chance to win the series tonight with taking two of three over the weekend. The Phillies do win the season series against the Cardinals, which matters for tiebreakers at the end of the year. So no matter what happens tonight, the Phillies have won the season series. So that's a positive for the Phillies and, and a nice weekend of baseball. Look, yesterday was a frustrating loss. They're up early, up 3-1, end up losing 4-3, a 3-3 game till late, end up losing, kind of similar to how they lost that other game against the Cardinals when they took 2-3 of three last week against the Cards as well, but, you know, you can't win them all. And uh, a solid day of uh, of baseball, even though they lost yesterday. It was a nice weekend, you know, a 2 nothing win on Friday, a one nothing win on Saturday, you win with pitching, you come out of the weekend, and again, it's still a game tonight against the Cardinals, but you come out of the weekend solely, squarely alone. In a playoff spot, the Phillies are the third wild card team. If the season ended today, they wouldn't be tied with anybody. It's them, forty-six and forty, a game up on the Cardinals, who are forty-six and forty-two, uh, two games up on the Giants at forty-three and forty-one, and then the Marlins are four back of the Phillies at forty-one and forty-three. Phillies only two and a half back of the Padres, another team that they own the season series and wins against. Them five and a half back of the Braves. The Braves are fifty-two and thirty-five. Hard to believe the Braves just keep winning baseball games. Um, and have made some headway in the NL East is now they are only a game and a half back of the Mets in the NL East. The Phillies only seven back of the Mets. We all remember how daunting it seemed when it was 12, 12 and a half, 13 back, but the Phillies have made their way back 46 and 40, four games above 500 and have just really played good solid baseball. You know, we'll get into the games this weekend, but I, you know, I, I come out of the weekend just continuing to feel bullish about this club, about this team's chances to survive without Bryce Harper, about their chances to make their way through the injury-riddled portion of the season that they're going through, losing Zagura, then losing Harper, losing Ranger, losing Eflin, and finding ways to win baseball games, you know? Um, again, yesterday was an example of a game where, you know, when you have to do a bullpen game, sometimes you're not going to win them all, and that is frustrating, and that's where the injuries come back to bite the Phillies, right? That's where it catches up with them. But... You know, when you see the team go out and and uh, find ways to win games consistently, more than they lose games, I, I think you have to feel good about where they're at and how they're playing and how this is all kind of coming together. As again, it is a team that um, I think a lot of people expected to kind of crumble when it all went down, so to speak. You know, when, when Harper went down, I really, I, I know I felt a little bit like, ah, well... This is fun. I mean, come on, right? I, you know, I think a lot of us felt that way. And and then, you know, there was a large chorus of people saying, hey, you know, remember, it's baseball. Remember the Braves won the World Series without 
Ronald Acuna, remember, you know, this team wins without this guy. The Mets haven't had their two best pitchers all year for the most of the year, blah, 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 this and that. And you keep winning games, and, and it's true. It is true. Baseball is it's a weird sport like that, and you can lose your best player and still win games and still compete. And we're seeing that from this Phillies team, and the idea that Harper, you know, says he'll be back later this season is is obviously something that, you know, we can kind of point towards and look forward to as if this team can continue to to find ways to win baseball games. I mean, 25 and 11 since the start of June, um, or 24 and 11, just, just a, a consistently good baseball team for, you know, coming on two months now, we're getting close to it. You know, we're a month and a half into the Phillies playing damn good baseball, you know, a month and a half, you know, a month and a, a week and a half, whatever, but we're getting there. You know, this team has been more consistent than not. And again, six teams above 500. Uh, and and just playing solid baseball, you know, all the the anger and consternation that we felt early in the season, the Joe Girardi led Philadelphia Phillies, you know, it was a an infuriating team to watch, and there were so many mistakes, so many um, manager decisions that went poorly, so many disappointing performances from players, you know, the whole bullpen stuff. I mean, how good has the bullpen been since Rob Thompson took over? It can't be a coincidence, right? And look, I don't think they're going to stay as good as they've been all year, but it can't be a coincidence that as soon as guys have roles, as soon as guys are used in the same spots in games, as soon as you kind of have a feel for how the pen should play out, the pen's better. What a shock. What a shock. I mean, there is just no way that you can't say that Joe Girardi being gone isn't a part of this turnaround. I do think it is, and that's part of the reason I feel like this is a different ball club right now. As a team that, dare I say, I can trust. I feel like I can trust this team on a night-to-night basis, which is so unlike anything we've had before and, you know, in the last decade or the last, you know, five years since they've been competing. It is so unlike them to, to you know, look like a Major League Baseball team, that look like a team that... that you can count on that you could trust on a night to night basis. And you know, I think Rob Thompson's a big part of it. I really do. I think, you know, his even keel, his, um, kind of, um, the way he goes about his business, that the culture he's created is just so antithetical to what Girardi was doing and the tightness and the, you know, my way or the highway of it all and all that. And I think it's allowed this team to really feel like it's their team and, and that, you know, they, they have ownership in this. And look, I think Rob Thompson, I think Kyle Schwarber, you know, we've talked a ton about what this guy has meant to this team. And it's clear on the field. You know, we see it again over the weekend. He's 28 homers, leading the National League. Been the best hitter in baseball since June 1st, essentially. One of, at least. Um, but but even outside of just the, the torrid pace that he's been on from an offensive perspective during this run, you know, we've talked about it a lot, but... I just don't think it can go underreported enough how much Kyle Schwerber has meant to this team off the field. What having a guy who comes in here like Kyle Schwerber, who comes in and says, I win. That's what I do. I win. I go to the playoffs every year. That's how I go about my business. I go to the playoffs. I'm on playoff teams. I don't miss the playoffs. That That's just that attitude alone. What a refreshing thing to see in Philadelphia for a Phillies baseball team. I mean, literally that alone is such a massively, massively important thing. 
and and then to 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 transfer that to the clubhouse to institute the post game toasts to just bring this vibe of of both fun it's clear this guy likes to have fun it's clear he likes to go out and play a kid's game in the proper way and all that but on top of that it's clear that this guy cares about winning and cares about camaraderie and cares about a team and cares about a team having fun together and you know you would think those are 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 pretty standard traits for you know guys you want on your team but it definitely does not feel like those are traits that we have seen that often over the last few years in Philadelphia so you know I think from that perspective Schwarber has really really just made such a a massive difference for this team on on so many levels. Kyle Schwarber has really changed the way that this team goes about their business. I, I honestly believe that. And I think that the dude deserves all the credit in the world for it. All the credit in the world. I'm so impressed with what Kyle Schwarber has done here. And I think between him and Rob Thompson, really just him and not Joe Girardi, um, it is absolutely completely changed the way that this team goes about their business and the way they feel the way it the way it feels to us so impressed with this team and again look it's a long season we're only 86 games in there's a lot of baseball left to be played but this team has me believing in them you know they really do they have me thinking that they can make the playoffs and thinking that even without Bryce Harper and even with the injuries they've been beset upon them, that, that they're not going to crumble, that they're going to fight and that they're going to be in this. And look, is there a chance at the end of the year that, you know, the Cardinals just end up getting hot at the right time or, or the, the giants go on a 20 game win streak or whatever. Yeah. All that stuff is totally possible and it wouldn't be the Phillies fault. Like, you know what, if they're, if they're an 88-win team and they don't make the playoffs, you know what? Sometimes you just say, too bad. And and we will say, hey, remember that game? Hey, remember that game? Remember that one they blew? Remember the Corey Knable not being used in Atlanta game and all that stuff? And, and we'll say, remember not firing Girardi till June 1st when all of us were yelling on May 1st, much less April 1st, that Joe Girardi should not be the manager of the Phillies. So you could, you know, there will be that. Don't get me wrong. If they if they just missed the playoffs by a game or two at the end, we will look back at those things and say, "Ooh, your fault. You 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 could have done that differently, and thus you could have made the playoffs." But there'll also be a, a large part of us that says, "You know what, man? Like, you won eighty eight games, and the ball didn't bounce your way sometimes." And you know what? There were three other teams besides the division winners that won eighty nine or more. That's nuts. That's not going to happen every year. Um. So I could see that happening, but I, you know, as of now, I, you know, if, if I had to choose, if you said, you know, you have to bet your house one way or the other, do the Phillies make the playoffs or not? I'd bet them to make the playoffs. It's where I'm at right now. They're good. I think they're going to compete, and I think they're going to stay in this. I think Harper's going to come back and give them a lift, and I'm excited to see where they go. I do think it is important they make a move, though. I'm, they're going to need to have. we got two weeks left till the trade deadline. Something, two and a half. Something's going to have to happen there. Like, we are going to need to add players to this team to really get to where we want to go. But um, I believe in this team right now. And that's uh, something that on, on July 11th, you know, even though they've been in it, I don't think we've said that often. So um, we'll see. Let's get to the weekend, and then we'll look ahead. To the rest of the week, as uh, going back to Friday, uh, Phillies 
nice one on Friday, an easy 2 nothing win. One of the quicker games you'll ever see. Uh, it was like an hour rain delay. The game still ended at like 11.30 or whatever. It was unbelievable. Um, really, like a, it was like a two-hour and 40-minute baseball game. The game just flew by as um, it really was a, uh, a nice, easy win for the Phils. You know, Zach Wheeler comes in and dominates. You don't have to worry about too much else. They handle it. And Alec Bohm, <laughs> that was it. You had Alec Bohm, and you had the Phillies, and you had Zach Wheeler. I mean, and and that's why you won this. That's why you won this game. Easy two nothing victory. Alec Bohm, both runs for the Phillies in the sixth inning. Hits one to center field that just kept going and carrying. And the outfielder like looking up, think he's gonna get it, and he's like, wait, this it's gonna be a home run. One nothing. Eighth inning. Boom! To left field. Boomer! Nicely bump lifts some balls as obviously home runs have not been his thick t- thing. Two gives him six on the year now, but um, two big ones. As uh, Other than that, the Phillies bullpen and, and Zach Wheeler handle business. Wheeler, seven shutout. Five hits, one walk, five strikeouts, no runs. Sir Anthony a clean eighth. Hand a clean ninth. And we're done. And the Phillies win. Nice and easy. The, Sir Anthony, I know people want him to just flat out be the closer. I think and I, I would be fine with that. I've said that. I do think the way that he's kind of using him in hand in terms of like Sir Anthony's always facing the best part of the lineup, I get it. And I don't hate what Rob Thompson's doing there um, and certainly worked here uh, this night as a nice, easy 2 nothing victory as um, just handle business. You know, the Phillies only got five hits the whole game. Thank God two of them were Alec Bowman runs as it was a uh, a quick, quick, easy baseball game. Phillies win it 2 nothing. Great to see as they really needed that one coming in and just getting rolling into the weekend. Um, it was nice to see them just kind of step in and handle business and, and you know, good to go. Saturday, similar type of game as Saturday. A one nothing victory. Back-to-back shutouts for the Phillies. As this time it's Kyle Gibson going seven shutout. Gibby goes seven shutout, two hits, five strikeouts. One of his best outings of the year. Jose Alvarado, a clean ninth, or excuse me, a clean eighth, a little scary, and then Knable comes in, a little scary in the ninth too, but gets the job done. One nothing win. The Phillies get their only run in the ninth inning. A Alec Bohm sack fly scores. Mickey Moniak, who is a pinch runner, came in when Derek Hall gets on base, and uh, you know that was nice managing there, right? You know, you you put Moniak in, he ends up scoring the run. Rob Thompson pushing all the right buttons. You use both hand and Sir Anthony the night before. You use Knable here. Bing, bang, boom, bing, boom, boom. And we're good. And a nice win. And it's one nothing. Phillies on that one. Phillies at that point moved to seven games above 500 the uh, first time all season. They have gotten to that mark, I believe. Um, but then um, back to six games on Sunday. As uh, This one a frustrating one as, you know, you did feel... Like, I think going in, you kind of felt like, oh, this is a loss with the bullpen game and stuff. And then I think it's frustrating because it did feel like you had a chance. They kept it in it. Nick Nelson starts it out, goes two innings, gives up a run. Familia, one inning, no runs, a terrifying inning. Bases loaded, no runs, though. Sanchez, three innings, two runs. Bellotti, an inning, no runs. And then Sir Anthony gives up the big hit unexpectedly as uh, Sir Anthony gives up the tying, uh, the lead run in the eighth. Phillies got out in front one nothing on a Nick Castellanos single uh, in the first, tied back up in the second 1-1, then the Phillies, fourth and fifth, take a 2-1 two, uh, two lead and a 3-1 lead, a Matt Vierling RBI single, and a Kyle Schwerber bomb to center field. Similar to that Bohm one, too. The ball really carried to center field in Bush Stadium over the weekend, it felt like. 
as um, that was another one where the, the outfielder just kind of kept tracking it and tracking it and tracking it. And then it was like, oh, wait, I'm not going to get this one. It is gone. 3-1. And then six inning comes around. Albert Pools, unbelievable, still doing his 684th career home run uh, to dead center, makes it 3-2. Then the seventh, another run, and then the eighth. A 4-3 lead, uh, really close, frustrating loss in that one. But again, you know, with how they played over the weekend, it's hard to get too uh, upset with that one as, um, you know, obviously we know they're not going to win them all. But also, you know, they have played good baseball this weekend. And I do think, you know, you feel good about where the team is at right now as, again, one more against St. Louis tonight. Um, as you know, you, you feel good about that too. We'll get into the schedule coming up in a bit. Again, this is the last week before the All-Star break, but one more against St. Louis tonight. Nola on the hill going up against Miles Mikolas, who has been the best pitcher on the Cardinals. So that's a real one. That's a real one. And then tomorrow they head to Toronto um, for two, obviously. There'll be some stuff to talk about with that one. Kyle Gibson has already said he is unvaccinated and he will not be going to that game, obviously pitched. Um, probably why they lined him up to pitch when he did. Um, but um, we'll see what happens with that tonight, though. Nola on the hill against Nicholas, so Nola won't be pitching in Toronto one way or the other uh, as well. Um, so, you know, it looks like we'll get Wheeler on the second of those uh, Toronto games. The question is... Um, who else will pitch? We will find out, though. That, uh, let's say not eagerly anticipating that Toronto series. But, um, you know, tonight, big, big last game against St. Louis. Again, you're out. We're one game. If you win this, you're two games up in the, on them in the wild card chase. Um, you know, a little cushion there. You win the season series convincingly. And then you go to Toronto for two. And then off day Thursday. And then three in Miami. Last three before the All-Star break, before we get a little time off from baseball. We'll talk about the All-Star game in a minute as the uh, rosters did come out. Um, but I think you feel good, you know, heading into the All-Star break right now. And and I think tonight's such an important baseball game because that Toronto series is a little nerve-wracking going into Toronto shorthanded, which we know the Phillies will be at least to a certain extent. And then, you know, that Marlins series, Marlins only four back of the Phillies, so they're they're not by any means out of this thing and we all know the Phillies in Miami the history of that has been let's say not great recent history at least so and uh you know you don't want like you, you've gained all this momentum this team has put themselves in such a really nice spot heading into the all-star break again we're six teams over 500 they are a playoff team today if the season ended like a flat-out playoff team so you know, I, they've done such a nice job of, of really building this thing back up. This week is so important. You know, you can't take your eyes off the prize the week before the All-Star break. I, I think look, it's only human, it's only natural when you're grinding all year, even if you're playing a game. Like, and, and you know, these guys should love their job more than anyone else should love their job, right? But but it's still a job for, for some people. And if nothing else, it's still a grind. It's still time away from your family. It's still time committed on a daily basis to this thing and all that. So... I'm sure that there are players on the team who are looking forward to the all-star break, looking forward to a chance to, to get a couple days off, you know, to, again, no matter how much you love it, it is everyday baseball. It is a grind. It is a, a marathon of a season. That's a cliche for a reason. It's intense. So I'm sure there are guys looking into the all-star break. This is such an important week to focus in, to be serious, to take this seriously. Because you can't let it, you know, you can't, 
let all this good work kind of fritter away with a bad week before the All-Star break, and then you come out with, with bad vibes, or you come out in a less good position than you should be in because you didn't take this week seriously enough. And it's not a throwaway week. The Cardinals, we know. You know, you're a good game back on you. The Blue Jays, a playoff team in the East, and you're shorthanded. And then the Marlins in Miami, your house of horrors. It is such a fascinating week for this Phillies team. Honestly, you know, I spent this whole time talking about, oh, I believe in them. Oh, you know, trust this team. Oh, they're good. All that stuff. And I feel that way. I really do. This week is the week that's really going to test that. Because you got three games against playoff teams. Important games. And then you go to the House of Horrors in Miami. It's a big week for the Phillies. It really is a big week for the Phillies. And I'm really excited to see how they handle business and how... You know, how they can kind of lead themselves into the All-Star break. All right, speaking of the All-Star break, the All-Star teams have been announced. Shout out to Bryce Harper, who was an All-Star, is an All-Star, obviously will not be playing, but he's the Phillies' only person voted on in the All-Star teams um, as uh, Harper would have been his seventh All-Star selection. Again, unfortunately, will not be able to play um, as we look at the... Uh, um, how it will play out instead uh, as the starters in each league. In the American League, Alejandro Kirk, Toronto's catcher, will be the starting catcher. Uh, Vlad Guerrero, we'll see both these guys this week in Toronto. Vlad at first base, junior. Second base, Jose Altuve. Third base, Rafael Devers. Shortstop, Timmy Anderson. In the outfield, Mike Trout, Aaron Judge, Giancarlo Stanton, and Shohei Otani as the DH. Makes a lot of sense. I'm sure we'll see Otani pitch as well, potentially, depending on what they want to do with that. The American League, uh, excuse me, the National League roster um, will be uh, Wilson Contreras from the Cubs catching. Paul Goldschmidt, well-deserved at first base, and MVP frontrunner Jazz Chisholm at second base. Uh, short third base, Manny Machado getting the call. Funny, Machado and Harper both. Voted into the All-Star game this year. We'll always remember that. Uh, Trey Turner at short. Future Philly, maybe. Uh, outfield of Acuna, Betts, and Jock Peterson. How about that? I mean, I love Jock Peterson. I think he's super fun and a, seems like a great dude. I'm surprised he made the All-Star and voted in. He's definitely uh, become a, a, a fan favorite um, between that and the fantasy football thing in last year's run. And then Harper, the DH, uh, William Contreras, the Braves uh, backup catcher slash DH looks like he will get the calls. He was the second highest vote getter there. Um, and then uh, pitchers, the American League, uh, Paul Blackburn, Emmanuel Clace, uh, Garrett Cole, Nestor Cortez, Clay Holmes, three Yankees there, Jorge Lopez, Alex Manoa, Sh- Shane McClanahan, Joey Otani, Martin Perez, Germani Soto, Gregory Soto. Uh, Framber Valdez and Justin Verlander, Verlander, unbelievable. And Phillies pitchers, uh, excuse me, and uh, Nash League pitchers making it. Um, real slight here. Zach Wheeler getting completely shafted as Sandy Alcantara, David Bednar, Corbin Burns, Luis Castillo, Edwin Diaz, Max Fried, Tony Gonsolin, Josh Hader, Ryan Helsley, Clayton Kershaw, Joe Mantiply, and Joe Musgrove. I mean, honestly, a travesty. It's an outrage that Zach Wheeler did not make it. Um, I mean, you look at Wheeler's numbers. He has been just phenomenal this season. You know, again, coming off another brilliant outing on uh, Friday night as Wheeler's ERA is 2-4-6 on the season. 8-4 and four with a 2-4-6 ERA. Tell me why that guy's not in the All-Star game, please. Please? Can someone tell me? Really? Honestly, a joke. It's a, a real joke. 
Uh, as far as reserves go, we don't care too much about the American League, but Travis Darno, backup catcher from the Braves, Pete Alonzo, Nolan Arenado, CJ Crone, Jeff McNeil, Albert Pujols, Dansby Swanson, and uh, Ian Happ, Starling Marte, Kyle Schwarber, thank God, and Juan Soto making the all-star team. At least we have one Philly there, and it will be Kyle Schwarber as uh, well-deserved. Again, I've talked about Schwarber as a potential MVP candidate, so... At uh, least he do is make the all-star team, but but no Zach Wheeler. That is a real deal slight. I honestly think that is an outrageous slight. Hopefully Wheeler uses it as fueling goes with the Cy Young this year. He deserved it last year, maybe gets this year. All right. Back at it tonight, a 7-15er in St. Louis. Nola versus Nicholas. It should be a really fun one. It's a big one. Again, there's a big week. Phillies need to win this series and head to Toronto. Big night for Nola. Nola, if you can't pitch in Toronto, pitch here, buddy. Bring it. Hopefully he's slighted by not making the all-star team. He at least had a case. So big, big series ender tonight, and then we head to Toronto. We'll dive into the whole Toronto thing tomorrow, and uh, hopefully we're reacting to a win tonight. Either way, whatever happens tonight, we'll be back to talk about it tomorrow. Until then, thank you for listening to another edition of Phillies Today right here on the Phillies 24-7 Network. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.